Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. This is day 28 of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts and this one being a Sunday morning is being streamed live to YouTube and then I'm coming back and making a re-edit of it uh, after the fact which is why I'm still in my tracky bottoms and my hoodie because it's rather cold outside. <laughs> so today's session is a freestyle. You get to pick how you want to row it but if you want to row it the same way that I'm about to do it, then this is how it goes. So you're gonna do 15 minutes at 20 strokes a minute, then 10 minutes at 24 strokes a minute, and then five minutes at 28 strokes a minute. Do you remember this one? This is a great row. It's up there with day 27's repeat as, the, as my favorite row of all 30. So pace-wise, you're gonna do the 20 strokes a minute around about 2K plus 18. Then you're gonna go right up to 2K plus 12 for those 24s. And then when you get to the 28s, I want you to be around about 2K plus five pace or faster and certainly when you get towards the end of that five minutes I want you to go faster okay now I'm gonna just kind of sign off and then they're gonna be a little one of my little glitch edits and then you're gonna see me in my proper kind of rowing kit uh, as we get into the warm-up so I hope today's goes well make sure and leave me some kind of a comment and apologies if there's any YouTube or our grace comments that you're like eh, I can't see any of that so anyway let's see how this one goes have a great day enjoy your row Okay, so actually in the end, there was a bit of a technical glitch for starting the race this morning. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through the warm-up here and then I'll cut to the race as I did it on YouTube and then I'll just let that uh, rather rambly outro <laughs> play as it was rather than re-recording the outro because it all worked. It's just, yeah, I mean, you can, you can hang along and watch the outro if you wish, but yeah. Anyway, right, so let's just do what I normally do. Okay, so four-minute warm-up. Hey, who? Um, go to your machine first and set up your drag factor. If you don't know about drag factor, please check out the video I have on my YouTube channel. I set mine to run about 120, 125 in case you want an idea of where I do it. Personally, I feel the higher you go, the more you're going to be grabbing with your arms to fight the weight of the machine. And so that's kind of also my, my uh, guide for people who don't use a Concept 2, is to set it to a point where you get a good feel from the stroke, but you can keep your arms straight as you push with your legs. If you have to bend and fight against the weight of the machine, then the resistance or drag factor you're using is too high, okay? Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, if you're able to adjust the foot stretcher height, get it to a point where you can get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, okay? You don't want to go flying straight past that point because then you over compress and you have power leaks and you can hyperextend your back. But also, if you can't quite get there, there's a chance your feet are set too high, okay? So play around with it. If you have flexibility issues, then actually um, setting a little bit lower might be okay for you until you can improve those flexibility issues. Who knows? Everyone's different. Longer shins play a difference and stuff as well. So we're gonna do this warm up at 18 strokes a minute. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna just think enough power that you can connect your feet to your hands. Okay, I will explain as we start because I've been waffling on so long. There's no point in me saying it now. Here we go then, warm up in three, two, one, let's go. So what I mean is that the power in the stroke comes from you pushing your feet into the machine. Okay, so your legs push your feet into the machine and then that power travels up through your back and then down your arms, into your hands and then basically because you are bracing against the handle that's what causes the power to go into the handle, into the chain, into the flywheel. But in order for that to happen, two things have to happen. First one is that you need to have straight arms and you need to be leaning forwards to like a one o'clock position on the machine okay so that helps the power get up and into the machine but the other thing is to get the timing right of that foot press 
and your hands connecting to the handle. Okay? So if you push with your feet too soon, your backside will scoot away from you and you lose power. And if you pull too soon, then you get a big old jolt on the handle and you can't get that leg power in properly. And it certainly doesn't flow through your arms. So straight arms, forward lean, push and connect hands at the same time. And then you can start increasing pace closer to 2K plus 20. And 2K pace is you row a two kilometer time trial and divide the resulting time by four to give you your average 500 meter time. Then you set your monitor to show the slash 500 meter screen. That's your 500 meter split pace. And when I say 2K plus 20, you go 20 seconds slower than your 2K pace. Right, let's put one foot on the ground. Continue rowing. I just watch when you're rowing with just one leg in that you don't over compress. Because I've been, I've just been through the main row. I'm quite loose right now. And actually it means that I can come forwards really over compress if I wanted to. I can go wee. That's not the point. You just want to go one o'clock forwards, 11 o'clock backwards. Swap feet. So just one o'clock forwards, 11 backwards. Thinking about keeping those shins at a nice vertical position. If you get the chance to put a mirror in front of you, at a slight angle, it can really help. You can look at that to make sure you're hitting your body positions and shin position and stuff. One more here, and then we're gonna put both feet back in, legs straight, and roll with our back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms, push out your arms, swing back over your back. Simple, but this is where you practice that one o'clock to 11 to one by just swinging over your hips rather than bending through your lower back. One more here. And then let's roll to the front of the machine, straight arms and forward lean, and just push out with your legs. Not too powerfully, because I want you to hold the straight arms and forward lean. Keep that position, that one o'clock lean, straight arms, and just get that sensation for pushing out with your legs and holding that pace right as you press out, not pace, holding that position right as you press out. Right. I'm gonna stop here. My monitor suddenly reset. So I'm hoping that was around about four minutes. Four minutes. Um, yeah, all right. So I'm now gonna get into the main row. Like I said, there was a little bit of a technical issue. So when I'm talking about that for the first minute, please forgive me. Um, but yeah, do enjoy it. It's a great row. I mean, do, if you do it the same way as me, the 15, 10, five, oh man, it just, it just takes you through the ringer. It's a fantastic row. Anyway, good luck with that. And I will see you uh, on the other end. Well, I won't because I'm doing this in reverse, but anyway, have a good row. Bye-bye. Okay, so 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 to start for 15 minutes. Uh, this has been a little bit of a failure this morning due to my technology crashing out on me. But hey. I'm preparing to race. Sit ready. Attention. Go. Okay, so it doesn't matter 
that I'm doing this on my own and that I'm not actually racing anybody. I think what's happened is that my internet seemed to die on me and quite generously Sam has just set up a single row for me to do on my own. You know what? That doesn't matter. I always row on my own. And I figure that you folks will come along, check out this video at a later date. So, right. We don't have to worry about talking about our grace and what you can see on screen because all you can see on screen is me the downside of course is that all we get is the on screen live our grace info so when it comes to repackaging this as part of the main 30 days of 30 minutes workouts You're not going to get to see my metrics, like my stroke rates and pace. Which, you know, at first when I started making these videos, I didn't think anyone would care about, and I didn't want it to be about me, but... Certainly, putting stroke rate on screen, in case you forget, <laughs> is helpful. Right. Sorry, I'm wittering away that flustered start to today's row. It's got me a little bit off kilter. So, let's get back into professional mode and talk about what we're doing today. So, we're doing the first 15 minutes at 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace which is a really nice start to the row gets you properly warmed up if you had to rush a warm-up like I did So that when we hit the 24 strokes a minute section you'll be nice and loose and able to just push harder with the legs in order to increase your stroke rate and pace but that's not to skip over this first 15 minutes though 20 strokes a minute, 2k plus 18 pace is, you know, it's like turning on the TV and there's an episode of Friends playing. It's so familiar. You know exactly what's going to happen because you've been there before so many times. But it's still very enjoyable and gets you into a nice <laughs> entertained state I think my, my analogy is running out of steam now 
I've heard it. I think it was Karen or Crystal described it about a year ago as these 20 strokes, 2K plus 18 rows, like that reliable friend that you go out with on a Friday or Saturday night. The one that will make sure you get home safe and sound. They may not be the ones dancing on the tables, but they're the ones looking out for you. And that's what these slower stroke rate, lower intensity rows are doing. They're looking out for you. They're giving you the chance to build up that foundation fitness. And by slowing it down, you can spend a little bit more of a focus on your technique too. And you know what I'm like when it comes to technique. What do you mean bore? That's rude. <laughs> Hopefully not. I think the thing about technique is that it's really easy to develop bad habits that you can spend time working on your stroke. But then it just takes a couple of sessions for you to do something just a little bit weird and then suddenly that becomes your default habit stroke because it's just how you feel it should be done and you're kind of ground it into your subconscious is your new stroke but the good news is you can undo it it just takes a bit of time and concentration with concentration being the big key thing there it's like I've got well there's loads of things I need to work on on my stroke, but my three focuses right now are the strange overlean that I'll tend to do at the front of the machine, where I'll get myself nicely set up. I'll be in the right forward lean, arm straight. But then, right as I get into the catch, I'll suddenly go down a little bit more. Come up, down. And so, I'm trying to, trying to stop that, because what that causes is a small butt scoot. 
where my backside starts moving from underneath me before I connect my legs and push them into the machine and so that's potential leg power that I'm missing but also it's messing with that hang off the handle where you get into the right angle push your feet into the machine and because you've got straight arms and that forward lean you hang off the handle in order for the power to get in there rather than it feeling like you're pulling on the handle so that's the thing at the front if you feel that you're grabbing and you're pulling the handle back rather than just letting the force flow in from your legs then not only are you missing that hang to get the leg power in not only are you risking potential tennis elbow or golfer's elbow or even just strained biceps and forearms but you're also missing out on that good finish at the back of the stroke if you've already used up half of your arm pull at the front then you don't get that proper powerful finish elbows through your sides squeezing a can between your shoulder blades and the reason that I think that's really important is that the strong finish at the back as your elbows go through even if you have a small flare out of your elbows rather than uh, chicken wings where you come out if you do that then what I'm about to say doesn't count <laughs> if you get your elbows through with a slight flare out of your elbows there's a natural spring rebound created by your rib cage and the muscles and ligaments through your body that want to send your arms forwards again and the real trick 
to the recovery section of your row is getting your arms away nice and rhythmically a good flow so you're not coming back and then throwing them rigid like that no 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 you want to be pulling in and then releasing in the same rhythm the same pace so in out in out and that arms away triggers the forward lean back over your hips so that by the time your hands are past your knees you should be in the perfect body angle with straight arms and therefore don't need to do anything else in terms of arms or back tilt which like I said is one of my big issues so do as I do as I say not as I do but that hands away fluid movement and the rock over your hips without needing to tug your feet against the foot straps is a big factor in how you increase your stroke rate or how you're able to row at higher rates which is quite apt as being in just over 30 seconds we're going to increase to 24s and we're also going 6 seconds faster so this really does require a big push from your legs a big increase in power you ready? in 2 1 here we go 24s so just push those legs harder keep your body angle leaning forwards as you come into the front arms straight and then just push harder with the legs and what you should find is that the hang off the handle will just feel like there's a little bit more tension to it and because there's that added tension it means that as you come in to that finish with your handle in to sternum height you're finishing 
just that little bit more powerfully and faster. I remember I said, you want to mirror the pace that you pull in at with the pace you put your arms back out at. So a faster finish means a slightly faster recovery. And when you combine the two, the faster or more powerful leg drive gives you a faster drive speed in the stroke. And so when you combine a slightly faster drive speed and a slightly faster recovery, that's how your stroke rate increases. So it's about both halves of the stroke. It's not about a drive speed at the same pace and then faster recovery, nor is it about a much faster drive and the same recovery. Both sides get faster. I've spoken before about the two to one ratio at these kind of rates where your drive speed is twice as fast as your recovery. And that's important because what it means is that two thirds of the time you're just recovering. It's only a third of the time that you're actually putting in considerable effort. And then it becomes about how you do that recovery to minimize any extra energy that you might be wasting. So the arms away and the tilt over your hips creates the momentum to bring you forwards so that once your hands are past your knees, all you have to do is bend your knees to recover. I'm not yanking my feet against the foot straps to do so. 
there's an element for me anyway as I get to 24 and above where kind of subconsciously at the back of the stroke I'll lift my toes slightly against the foot strap to stop myself flying off the back but it's more of a bad habit than it is me actually bracing against the straps ideally when you get to the back of the stroke point your toes towards the front of the machine and that will then stop your feet flicking against the foot straps and it'll also mean that you're putting in the full leg drive as it's hard to point your toes to the front if your legs aren't all the way down Ooh. okay where are we we have three minutes to go on this 24 strokes a minute interval intensity wise this will probably be seven or eight out of ten on the effort scale you should be comfortable but also feeling that you have to concentrate on getting the power in in order to hold 2k plus 12 pace so we started off the row in that bottom intensity row now we've definitely climbed into that mid intensity and then in a minute and a half as we crank the pace up again you will start to climb towards that top max intensity and I, I'll put my cards on the table now and say I'll have a choice 
between talking or holding pace. So let's see how I feel. <clears throat> All right. 30 seconds, 12 strokes. This five minutes will be over in a flash. 140 strokes is all it'll take. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Up to 28 and 2K plus five or faster. Remember, it's about a bigger push from your legs in order to get pace and stroke rate up there. And then, as you go through this, you may find fatigue clawing at you. So that's when it's an idea to concentrate on technique. your body positions that swing over your back the fast return of the handle in reflection of the fast finish three minutes <clears throat> posture to <clears throat> try not to slump in search of more power you'll lose power and fitness if you do that come on Two minutes to go. This should feel 
tough but achievable you will be at a good 9 or 10 on the effort scale but with less than 90 seconds to go the end is in sight and you should be okay to finish here we go last minute have you got anything more from your legs keep your stroke rate at 28 but push harder with your feet 30 can you get to 2k pace for the last 10 seconds or better two more last one oh. uh. times like that that this is the downside of rowing these live because I'd quite like to lie on the ground right now and recover but I have to keep talking to you so looking at the final screen it seems Sam and Matthew we're both doing that on the bike erg rather than row so I was on my own for the row managed 7,567 which were if it was a time trial I'd be a little bit hmm that's not much but because oh, because we started with that 15 minutes at um 2k plus 18 that kind of evening off of pace so I ended up so I started off at 203 pace so that's 2k plus 18 then 157 for the 24s and then 150 for the 28s or 150 and a half um and it all averaged out at 159 so I'm happy with that and like I say definitely because of that last five minutes that took it up into a top tier and especially I mean to be honest it's the perfect top tier to have done after doing a mid-tier yesterday because it wasn't one where we were just beasting it from the start because we built into it, it was only the last five minutes it means that 
it won't have taken its toll if we'd have just done a really hard mid and a really hard full on the whole time max workout. So actually, it was quite sensible I did it this way in retrospect. <laughs> right, shall we get into a two minute cool down? To start this, I'm going to do it 18 strokes a minute. You start whatever pace you want. I'm going to be running about 2k plus 20. Then I'm going to gradually slow down. Okay, here we go then in three, two, one. Let's cool down. Oh. Now these cool downs are so important, especially after a session like today. It's really vital that you do something to cool down rather than just stop and let the let your muscles just well not seize but there'll be deoxygenated blood in your muscles there'll be lactate deposits which uh, Michael very kindly clarified for me that lactate is the byproduct of burning glycogen to fuel your muscles whereas lactating <laughs> is what happens to women when milk escapes from their breasts when they're feeding or yeah so I'm allowed to say lactate however I do remember reading an article that was talking about lactic acid buildup it being something that was tested for years I mean Julie my wife used to swim proper competitively and they used to do lactic acid tests at a little ear prick to see just how much they've been working and I think that's been debunked is actually not accurate but then maybe it's still accurate enough it might not be entirely tied into effort but might still be a good enough baseline I'm not a science guy right I'm done with the cool down you don't have to be done of course you can carry on cooling down or you can climb off the machine and do some stretching help those muscles to ease off so I recommend stretching your hamstrings your quads, your hip flexors, doing some supine twists for your spine. And then if you f find you've got sore forearms from grabbing too early because you're not listening to me, then a good one to do for that is, especially on a Sunday, this is a good one, is pray, but then push your hands together and bring them down, okay? And push them into each other. And you'll feel under here stretches, especially kind of right there. So if you feel like you've got really kind of on fire forearms, and just do that pushing into each other. Keep your hands together and push. Okay, because if you do that, kind of, well, actually, I still get stretched, but keep them together, you get a better stretch. And not stretch your forearms, but also do your shoulders and biceps and stuff as well. Um, but there we go. So that was the last of the live rows uh, for the 30 days of 30 minute workouts. And quite disappointed that it completely fell apart. So, anyway, what's, who we got? James Mundy. Thanks, John. Live rows are great. Ah, then I may do some more. And then Al Al, first live row for me. It was a great session. I think that's what he says. 
It's always funny, like sometimes reading comments after a row, especially on Ropro, and you see just people type and snurfigger because they're so tired to get the fingers in, get the fingers in there. It's always a chance that that Al Al is like German or something, and so English isn't is his first language. In which case, I apologise for saying it was that, but um, I'm glad you both enjoyed them. So yeah, so as I was saying, uh, this was the last within this month. I'll continue to do live rows. I don't know if I'll continue to do the Sunday morning one because actually. It's a, little, it's a little bit stressful getting up and setting up all the technology. I mean, I've got the camera running, I've got my MacBook running, I've got my iPad running, I've got my iPhone running. Like I said, I had a, the battery issue for uh, the monitor I had to suddenly do, and you just, oh. See, first thing on a Sunday morning where you just want to lie in bed and watch Friends. And then you have to get up and do this. But that said, uh, I, I do joke because actually this is fantastic for uh, setting me up for the rest of the day. I don't have to worry about... Um, when I'm going to try and squeeze in a row or anything and then I can come back later on and I can do some weights because my body will have recovered by then so actually it's a good thing to roll in the morning so anyway um, who else? Tiger Dave! Hey Tiger Dave! Um, thanks for the inspiration I assume yeah um, yeah good I'm, so, I'm really pleased I mean I've, listen I've spoken um, before about the difference between inspiration and motivation so it's interesting that um, oh no he retracted his oh did you not enjoy it? oh <laughs> he, he retracted his message it's like, thanks for nothing is going to be the next one. <laughs> I didn't read inspiration. I said, thanks for just ruining my life. Um, I hope that's not the case. But yeah, uh, I've talked about the difference between inspiration and motivation. You can look at these guys like Eric Murray, the, the incredible New Zealand rower who does his Asensei thing and whatever. And you look at his results or you look at anyone in the logbook and whatever and you can see how fast these guys are rowing. And it's really inspiring to see that that's something that you can do on the machine. However, using that as motivation... <sighs> is a two-edged sword because if I look at someone like um, there's a guy Timothy Mail who's the same pretty much the same age as me I think he's, he's maybe a couple of months younger than me but because of his background and whatever and on the water rowing or whatever he streaks ahead of me in terms of rowing he's I was speaking talk, talked about him yesterday in the um, uh, uh, talking about doing the British Championships in 2018 I think when he won it and I came second and we were all racing for second place <laughs> I did <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. He, he did. He did beat inspiration, so that's good. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, he streaks ahead of us, and it's really inspiring to see just how good he could be. But if if I try to match his pace, because I just don't have the, I just don't have what he has. He has that probably the zing that people have to be the best in the world or something. That's what Timothy has, and I just I just don't. So if I tried, do you motivated to try and catch him? Um, as I saw myself not getting there, it would end up being demotivating. But if I use him as inspiration to, to train harder, to try and get better, um, then you never know. I could catch him or I could just get better and I'll be better than the next guy. So there's the, the motivation can be amazing. I mean, what I, th I hope is that like, these rows motivate you get on, to get onto the machine, but it's not motivating you to, to be better than some, something. I hope you follow this. Um, whereas hopefully it's inspiring you to get better and to get faster and whatever so you can try and, and, and get faster so yeah so th there's a real difference here and so yeah um, that's all I'm kind of flanneling about so I realise that there's still a few people watching this and you're probably like for crying out loud John can you just shut up so we can we, we feel a little bit like we have to carry on watching because we've kind of bought into it this morning so can you please stop talking so we can get off the machine so I'm going to okay um yeah, so thank you very much for, for rowing along. I apologize for the false start stuff and the dual stream and, and having to change batches and things. Not my best work. Um, 
I will, of course, re-record the intro and outro to, to fix that for the live stream. <laughs> Sorry, for the main uh, thing. So, yeah. So, thank you very much for doing this with me. I will uh, I'll work out what to do about future live rows, and I'll let you know about that. Um, but, yeah, day 28 is done. We've only got two days left of the 30 days of 30-minute rows. Tomorrow is going to be a bottom tier, lower intensity row. And then Tuesday is going to be, or day 30 is going to be a proper full-on great finish to this session so um yep so uh if you want to post a comment on the youtube or facebook or whatever and you want to leave a little hashtag to say you got this far through the video then use the hashtag ergrace because i don't think we've done that yet e-r-g-r-a-c-e -E, just to say hey you got this far but thank you so much for spending your sunday morning with me i really hope you look after yourselves have a great sunday please stay safe be well and bye bye